Welcome back, Inebriates. Uh, this is Andy, your host, as always. Uh, today, uh, we've been getting a lot of authors on lately um, because you know, we're doing a book event, so we're promoting that. But uh, today, we're joined by a musician, uh, Jess Callen. Yeah, did Nailed I get it right? All right Nailed so. it. I, I uh, always celebrate my success by calling attention to me. <laughs> Screw, not screwing up someone's name. Um, welcome to the show. Uh, so I was kind of like perusing your um, uh, PR email that I had received and something jumped out at me. It said that you're a teacher at Young Musicians Foundation. Uh, yeah. What, what is that? That sounded really cool. Yeah. Totally. I can tell you, speak more to that. Um, sure. So I, Young Musicians Foundation is a larger kind of music education nonprofit in the Los Angeles area where I live. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of schools, well, there's a lot of schools here, period, but there's a lot of schools here that have no arts programs at all. They've just been totally cut um, specifically in a lot of neighborhoods in South and East L.A., Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, Young Musicians Foundation is kind of the gap as far as like bringing the music back into those classrooms. So as a teacher with them, I go into, um, I'll go into like one site, you know, a day, um, and we'll teach anywhere from, you know, a couple classes to like seven or eight. Um, and I'll go into these classrooms and teach stuff like general music. So, um, just kind of foundational music skills, um, and it's truly like the the highlight of these kids week because they don't, you know, they don't have any. They're so hungry for the arts, mm-hmm. for the music. Um, and uh, I also teach guitar classes to some students, too. Oh, nice. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So that's that's what I do a lot during the school year. Um, the school year has has wrapped up. So um not doing it as much like at this current moment yeah in june (laughs) but um but yeah yeah that's that's kind of what young musicians foundation is they're really really radical like i i really feel strongly that they are a music nonprofit that is like getting it right like i think there's a lot of that's i mean that's really a lot of stuff out there but Yeah. yeah like uh you know i was lucky enough to grow up at a time where every school pretty much had a arts and music and you know every every school had a band and um you know my my kids uh are have both graduated but you know had that exposure uh, my son played in the mm-hmm. band my my youngest did uh theater and um you know so they were they were lucky that they had that but it, it's really sad to see that that's not part of a normal curriculum and, and people don't see how important like a creative outlet is to people's mental health and just their cognitive skills. And just, it's so important. Truly. Yeah. I feel really lucky too, that I, I mean, I, the, the programs that I had as a kid and the schools that I grew up in are the reason I am here. <laughs> like mm-hmm. they really shaped me and molded me, um, the creative programs. And I was lucky to have, some really strong music programs at the schools that I grew up in. Um, and yeah, I, I feel really lucky to be able to, to bring that, you know, to my community now in LA, it's not where I grew up, but it's, it's my community now. And, um, yeah. And the kids that I work with are so like, it really, you can see it make a total shift in their day. Like you can see their bodies just like light up when, 
when we yeah make noise that's all yeah. it is it's just like disrupting a little bit of their their day-to-day and getting them out of their chairs and yeah making sounds and it it's really inspiring stuff yeah it's yeah it's beautiful <laughs> yeah and it's funny like I, I said it before like i feel like really creative people are ones that have never really given up on that not need but like we feel it's okay to play you know like to to fool around and experiment and and like because that's where real creativity comes and so many people lose that in that kind of junior high into high school where like the arts become fewer you know not maybe not mandatory but um you know it, it, it it's i don't know it just to me it's so important to see like people not do it it's, it's kind of sad I feel like one of the trickiest parts of this teaching job, or at least the part that I think challenges me a lot is getting into a classroom where, yeah, there isn't necessarily a culture of like play and creative, you know, Mm -hmm. yeah, just letting, letting yourself go a little bit. And it's usually, it's often like, you know, teachers in those classrooms who are a little like, uh, wait, you're going to rearrange the chairs or like, you're going to take them outside. (laughs) You know, there's like a little bit of like, you know, nervousness, which I totally understand. It's, you know, like a lot of these teachers are under pressure, like where the admin is just telling them it's all about test scores, test scores, test scores. Like you got to just keep their test scores up so that the schools get funding and they, the schools don't get shut down. It's just, it's just a really, I mean, it's all a very intersectional convoluted, um you know situation but yeah. um yeah that that tends to be the most challenging because usually i mean of course kids love they love getting on their feet and playing and of course um, yeah yeah so was there a, a teacher or a class that was like really inspirational to you that you know kind of made you love music or, or was that a thing that came from home um the music thing <laughs> probably came probably came from the home first yeah um yeah my my dad kind of casually played the guitar when i was a kid mm-hmm. and so i think that was probably where i first saw um somebody making music was just in my house and dancing along to that as like a really really little kid um and so I, I asked quite young. I was only like probably like five or six years old. I asked when I was pretty young to start learning guitar, to take guitar lessons. Um, and yeah, my parents are awesome. They they went for it. They took it, you know, mm-hmm. they took it with gravity and like, you know, um, nurtured that, that curiosity. So um, yeah, I started taking lessons when I was really, really young. Um, and then it wasn't until I was doing the private lesson thing. And then, um, my public school offered like a, had a band program starting in fourth grade, um, like an instrumental music, you know, thing. So I, you know, picked up other things from there. Started learning. Say, what, like, what, uh, <laughs> what instrument did you pick up? I, I picked up the clarinet first. Yes. I yeah. was playing the clarinet. It Heck was, yeah. yeah, that's the. Yeah. That's the secret weapon. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> I, I, I did, wish uh, I still had any woodwind chops. That would be amazing. Oh my god! I, I did clarinet, bass clarinet, and saxophone. And, nice. Uh, I love the saxophone, but the the 
the instrument actually belonged to my high school. So when I graduated, I can have leave it behind. And uh, my son, when he got into middle school, took up the saxophone. He's like, oh, you can teach me. I'm like, oh, no, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's woodwinds are pretty unforgiving. You can't really like just casually keep up your your knowledge there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I feel like I, ended, I could pick yeah, it up probably I, quicker, I'm, but. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. So I picked up that clarinet and then also I also did saxophone after classic classic pipeline there. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And then in high school, I played the bassoon, which is like, oh, that's yeah. Like saxophone makes sense because saxophone is obviously cooler than clarinet. Yeah. But bassoon how did how did you oh my god it was i'm it was mostly i think uh, a suggestion of my band director because there's like never anyone who wants to play bassoon and like i think he also knew like you know i was just i was i'm not a very discriminatory musician like i'll just pick it up because i enjoy making the noise you know yeah yeah so um yeah, and yeah, there was just I think two other bassoon players, and it's yeah, it's one of those parts that I think in the in the context of the full band and orchestra sound, it's like you know, it's a it's a fairly important part, you know. Um, so, anyways, anyways, the the yeah. the short story is that they just needed someone to play it, and yeah. I volunteered as tribute, and so I played uh, bassoon for a couple years in high school. That that's pretty much how um, I got onto bass clarinet. You know, yeah, and uh, I remember a couple of years ago, Jack White put out um, a song whose uh-huh. the title I will not remember, but there was a bass clarinet in the song, and I was like, "Oh, it's so much cooler now." <laughs> I think it was um, "Love Interrupted." I think. Uh, so, at what point did you decide to make music your career? Was that kind of like? from day one you were going to be a musician um i didn't well i mean i always was playing music and making it um between like taking guitar lessons and playing in the ensembles at school um but it it wasn't really until you know it kind of came time to make a decision about what was after high school where i was like you know well what do i actually like imagine myself doing you know <laughs> like you have to kind of it's crazy how you're forced to kind of answer that question when you're only like 17 years old, 16 or 17. Um, right. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um. So I, yeah, that's when I kind of started looking into, yeah, what it would be like to make music beyond, um, beyond just kind of a school extracurricular type of capacity. <laughs> um, yeah. And, so go ahead. Yeah. Would you just, and would you just, I hate asking people like what style of music, but do you feel that you're like folky folk? Is that kind of the genre that you'd? Yeah, yeah, it's a good question. Into? Yeah, I think I think I have a lot of like folk influences for sure, and um, rock. I like just a lot of. I mean, I I just was have always eaten up any music like with guitar in it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and so that is a very large umbrella, obviously, but. Um, I think specifically for me, that looks like a lot of like rock influenced music, alternative music and folk for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I like it nowadays so much because the the those kind of 
you know, five or six types of music that kind of everything was pigeonholed in when I was a kid mm-hmm. is, isn't really there anymore. And it, it just kind of like frees people up to listen to whatever they want to. And, yeah, uh, definitely. There I, definitely is like a democratization of listening in this time that wasn't there. I feel like when, you know, even even when I was growing up and like the internet was around, but even streaming wasn't around, you know, so it was just, you know, it was, it was music discovery feels so vast now. Like it's just, you have everything that you could ever uh, you know, <laughs> want it's, just on the internet. It's really interesting. It, it's funny. Like I grew up on MTV and the radio and that's where pretty much everyone discovered, mm-hmm. you know, their music. And there was nothing cooler than catching one video that like played once or twice and, and finding that cool band that no one else knew about. And it mm-hmm. seems like nowadays it's way easier to know about cool bands that no one knows about. But yeah. how, like from your end, like how do you break through like all the noise and kind of, you know, get your, your music out to people? Like it, it, is it, you know, do you do the TikTok <laughs> thing? Like, you know, what, what are you, what are you doing to kind of, to build your brand, I guess. I hate saying it. Yeah. No, it's okay. It, it is it is the question, right? It is. Yeah. I mean, um, I mean, I would say that I just, I, th- I think of this whole silly little noise making career that I have chosen as like a marathon and not a sprint. I'm not necessarily interested in, um, in like, you know, chasing that kind of exceptional dream of like having a viral moment (laughs) that like rockets me into you know the arms of some enormous label that you know rockets me into stadiums like that's first of all I don't know that I necessarily make music conducive to that second of all I just I really like love cultivating the art I really love the process of it um and I don't necessarily want to be robbed of that opportunity to just go slow and get better and better and like, you know, work with the people around me. And um, so what it looks like these days really is um, I guess me like chipping away at the songs. The songs are what I think are the, you know, most important thing to me. It's like what can make these songs as strong as possible. Um, That's where I also just like to dedicate my time the most yeah. is just making songs as um meaningful and impactful as they can um and then i mean i love playing live shows it's one of my favorite things to play live shows and to tour um so i play i play a decent amount of live shows in la um and um that's of my own music and then i also play i play guitar with other musicians and artists and projects as well and so that sometimes takes me on the road which is another really um it's just an amazing gift to be able to to live a life like that it's really really some really special um 
And yeah, as far oh my gosh, as far as like the TikTok brand thing, oh my, I feel like I'm learning. I'm learning so much every day. Like I don't think I'm very adept at it. If I can like just be like frank about it, but <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> but, just you know. a whole thing. Like it's I, I don't yeah. have the time to learn it. I don't really want to learn it. Not not for a <laughs> ageist reason. It's just like I have so much on my plate now. I don't I don't need more. Yeah, it is. It's like it's a a whole skill set that, yeah, I also I think very much kind of pushed to the side because I'm like, well, I the thing that I actually like to do is to like make the noise. And like if I spend most of my time, you know, on an app trying to edit a video like that just takes away (laughs) from the time where I get to craft a song or like dial in a, a tone or a sound that I'm really excited about. You know, that being said, it is it does kind of feel like flossing my teeth. I've had to kind of start framing it like, well, you know, like me engaging if people are on these apps or whatever, and this is where they want me to meet them. Like I I'm, I'll i try to meet them there. Like I'm not going to just, you know, say like, well, this isn't for me, you know, so <laughs> so, you know, we'll see. It's I'm learning all the time, honestly, about <laughs> what what the balance looks like for me, how I want it to work work but i mean my favorite thing of course is just the songs making the songs um serving the songs that's that's what excites me the most about um the music right now i love how you you kind of framed it that way that if you're doing that it takes you away from the part of it that you love because it's it's i think that's one of those things that you know i've met some amazing creative people that you know, they want to do, you know, whatever, you know, they want to be a full-time visual artist or, you know, a full-time musician or whatever, but they kind of neglect. It's, it, it's a job. You, you have to do those parts. You have to probably do 60% of the time doing things you don't want to do. So that 40% you can do the thing that you really love. Yeah. I thank you. I, I, yeah, I honestly don't know how, and I, I feel like I approach teaching similarly. Like I wouldn't do teaching if I didn't actually love it and feel passionate about that aspect of, of it all too. It's, and I feel lucky that I, I'd feel that way. I, I don't know that everyone feels like teaching is, and I think the, the connection with youth and the empowerment um, on all ends of it the way that music empowers everyone um, to be just kind of in the same space together. Um, I mean, yeah, I, (laughs) I've barely ever been able to hold on to a job where like, it's kind of like a whatever job where I I can have my brain off, if that makes sense. Like, so I, I, it's, it's also just kind of like the options available to me, you know, cause I just, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how I, I, if I would last very long, you know, just, I'm thinking of the like, like the jobs that I never really held on to for long. Like, even like dog walking. I did a lot of dog walking right out of. I college. feel like that'd be a great job. Which is like pretty pretty chill, but yeah, <laughs> it was it was nice to be on my feet and to just kind of yeah be with animals and yeah to yeah walk around beautiful neighborhoods and stuff. Um, I think I just I kind of like having my brain be engaged and challenged a little bit too much. Um, 
if that makes sense. No, it makes uh, total sense. Yeah, I can get bored real quick if I'm not contemplating mm-hmm. something or working on some sort of problem in that way. Um, but I do take it that you're an animal lover because your uh, video exotherm has your turtle in it. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I do. I was just talking to somebody about this last night. Like, I feel I feel pretty confident at this point. Like, if I like, it wouldn't take too much of a crazy turn in my life for me to just like go like full animal person. I think that's just from all the like Zaboomafu that I watched as a kid. I was just like enamored by like animals and we my family was mem- we were members at the San Francisco Zoo, so like oh, we cool. go like every weekend like I was just yeah, I just ate it up and yeah, I do have a turtle. <laughs> <laughs> I did like write a song about the turtle and, and the song turned into the title track of this record. So it's, yeah, it's, it's safe to say that I like animals. I think that's a safe assumption to make. <laughs> that's great though. I mean, I feel like I was having this conversation the other day with someone about how I'm such a dog person that someone will be like, my aunt died. I'm like, Oh, I'm really sorry to hear that. And they will be like, my dog is sick. I'll be like, Oh my God, is there anything I can do to help? (laughs) You know, (laughs) once it's about a dog, I'm like, Oh my God, this is an emergency. But, um, you know, they're, they're just, uh, I don't know. They, 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 they like us more than we like each other. I think somehow, I I don't know. It's very (laughs) much a dog person. Um, why 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 a turtle <laughs> great question i'm not I, I, i'm not shitting I, on turtles but yeah they're... yeah watch the tone Andy. yeah sorry, yeah. sorry. <laughs> um no no i i never really like thought of my i never sought out to like be a turtle owner to guard be the guardian of a turtle <laughs> um <laughs> but uh my a friend of mine um basically like discovered this abandoned turtle at a park near a house um and she had just gotten kittens at the time so she was like i'm at capacity like i can't i can't take it on another animal also these kittens are gonna like terrorize this you know poor rescued turtle um and so it kind of ended up in my hands mostly because of this friend group that I was in. I, I had the most outdoor space at the house yeah. that I rent. And so I, um, my partner and I built like a little, it's essentially a raised bed, you know, but the mm-hmm. turtle lives in it. <laughs> um, and it's so temperate in LA. We can just leave her in that raised bed. We cover it with a little lid and she just chills there all day. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It never again, it was never something I sought out. It just was a little bit of a of a adoption of circumstance, you know? Yeah. Um, but it has to I've learned so much and really have found so much like meaning and connection, like with this really wild little reptilian dinosaur like animal. It's just she's just crazy. She's like <laughs> unlike any creature I've ever interacted with i guess because i mostly have interacted with you know dogs and cats and like you know your standard your standard standard pets pets, yeah yeah exactly i always just think of it as like oh it's such a time not time commitment but like a longevity commitment because Mm -hmm. turtles last forever 
Yeah, I'm gonna have to like will her to somebody. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't even thought about that. But like how I would go about even writing a will, period. Yeah. But um <laughs> yeah, no, she's gonna be she's gonna be my buddy for a long time. That's no question. Um <laughs> and, and so you wrote a song about her. Do you I mean, do you tend to come up with songs about stuff in your day to day life like that? Or was this kind of a unique? Uh... <laughs> yeah, I would say most of my songs are really just kind of are, are yeah, all based in like truths and uh, of my day to day. For sure. A lot of the, the stuff on this um, forthcoming record is um, it's I mean, a lot of it's just about like my life here in LA and especially my life at home because it was all during the pandemic and that's all we had for a long time was just what does our home life look like yeah. what are those little things that are occupying our days and yeah for me obviously a lot of it was <laughs> like feeding this turtle this like ritual of like going outside and you know sitting with this really slow moving deliberate bizarre animal and trying to understand it um because yeah i was figuring it out on the fly like i didn't again i didn't wasn't seeking out a reptile it just fell into my lap and i was figuring out how to take care of a turtle um kind so of did in you, real time did you find that kind of covid lockdown time like productive for your writing I think I think for my writing for sure yeah. um for writing and and also yeah even recording I it kind of forced yeah like well there was again I I, I the year before I was touring and kind of busy and of course the pandemic just changes all the ways to be you can be creative you know it yeah creates all these constraints onto what you can do and how you can do it and so yeah i think it i think it did kind of force a really um particular type of creativity um definitely like finished a lot of songs and um get to the point where it was a project it was like enough songs to deem it you know <laughs> a full-length project um yeah yeah a really i mean a really scary time and also i feel lucky that i um you know was able to hold on to some steady work and so could kind of yes yeah, stay home and like save money and uh yeah make make this record happen um you know in a way that like i wonder even now if life hadn't slowed down in that bizarre moment if i would have you know had the had the courage to be like well this feels important to finish a record to do a record um i wonder i wonder i probably would have done it it might just have been at a totally different pace the songs probably would have been totally different um yeah <laughs> it, it, it's it was such a weird time and so many you know things came out of it and you know t everyone's experience is a little different and mm -hmm. i think it's it was definitely the catalyst to um you know me taking inebriart from a side hustle to a full-time thing but mm -hmm. you know i also ended up in a weird situation where i in inherited basically a, you know an elderly grandmother type okay. um so i had just gotten out of a relationship and uh was just moved into a new place and the landlady is was very nice woman um uh in her 80s and her mm -hmm. only living relative is out by like Detroit and we're in, you know, uh, 
almost in Cape Cod. Mm-hmm. And so then when lockdown happens, like I was doing the grocery shopping for her because it's like, it's not really safe for you to go grocery shopping, you know, with this, you know, airborne illness around that kind of takes out old people. And, you know, and so it's just become, and now I'm like, I, you know, I don't take care of her, but I'm kind of like, you know, I'm here if she needs me or it's, it's just kind of like I've inherited this grandmother type of person that is. Wow. Yeah, so it's 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 like weird. You've inherited a grandmother. I've inherited yeah. a turtle. A turtle. <laughs> we should like get them together on a play date. <laughs> oh yeah, that <laughs> Val would either love that or hate it. She's very yeah. polarizing. She either loves it or hates it. There's no like in between with her. Wow, uh, wow. I would love <laughs> to see. I would love to see like someone really like hate this turtle. Be like. Like, oh, it's disgusting. Like, <laughs> like everyone just... who's ever interacted with this turtle is mostly, yeah, is yeah. even if they're like, not, if they don't love the turtle, they're at least like very like perplexed and like curious. Like, wow, I've never seen an animal like this. You know, like it's yeah. usually. <laughs> now, now that I think about it, I, I, I'm pretty sure she'd probably love it because she is like a huge like environmentalist and, you know, cool. she's talking about you know, the polar bears and, you know, all the all the endangered types um (laughs) but uh yeah that's funny we'll have to set up a play date when she you know next time she's out in la yeah yeah perfect (laughs) send her my way cool um so are you planning on uh so your album comes out on the 21st are you planning a a local tour or anything like that to kind of you know, yeah, you know. well, I've got a little show lined up um, on the 26th in L.A. That'll be really nice. Um, and then I'm hoping to kind of do more of a like proper, you know, tour later in the fall, later in this year. Um, and yeah, at this point, I will say like the the record itself is I'm really excited for it to be out mostly just because it it has been sitting for a while. It's It's been it's been a couple years since I recorded it and, you know, um, again, I, I do my own music and I also play music for a lot of other people. And so yeah. it's one of those things where my project often I've just kind of allowed it to take the back burner. It's very easy to do that. Um, it's easy on the ego too, to just, just be like, well, I'll deal with that later. <laughs> um, it's going to be a lot of work. Let's do it later. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't even want to think about that right now. Um, so it's kind of yeah it's it's gonna feel i'm hoping like a really like a <laughs> like an emotional release you know as well yeah, the record yeah. release just like a uh i'm i'm ready for it to be out there and uh yeah yeah i'm already kind of looking ahead to the next songs too like what this next project is gonna look like so that that feels exciting that i'm i'm still kind of in love with the process of it because again that is that's the part that i love i love making the songs i love um yeah crafting them exactly how i how i like them <laughs> when, so, when you're when you're playing for other people do you feel kind of like i don't want to say more enjoyment but is there kind of like less pressure so you can kind of just enjoy being in the moment a little bit more or do you oh absolutely yes yeah. like so much less pressure i mean it's not your name on the on the dang project you know so yeah. <laughs> totally it is a really freeing feeling to just play guitar f- for other people which is mostly what i play i do some bass for people but um it's a lot of no, guitar. no bassoon no bassoon these days i'm waiting <laughs> for the call though i'm like dang <laughs> come on people 
Where's, where's the indie bassoon crowd? Yeah, on, I mean, look, look, everyone's got their niche, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I love playing guitar for other people. It's like, you know, guitar was my first love when it comes to music. And it. I think it, I have a really, like, deep lifelong relationship with that instrument you know it's just it's just like my buddy at this point so yeah i love playing guitar for other people and of course it's got its own kind of magic of yeah i can just play i don't have to there's no pressure of you know it's not my name on it i'm not you know counting the merch that's sold at the end of every night you know like it's it's a really nice (laughs) nice gift The, the thing i love about the guitar is i feel like it was I don't want to say, it's not easy by any stretch of the imagination, mm-hmm. but I think it's the easiest to get a, a pleasant sound out of. It's a really approachable instrument. Yeah. It's really accessible and approachable, and it's really easy to find so many entry points to it, which is another reason why I love teaching it, because everybody kind of has a different in. Everyone, some people are like, I really want to, you know, accompany myself. And mm-hmm. you know, sing my little songs. And some people are like, I want to like rip a solo like this, you know, song. Or yeah, you know, so everyone has a really different different way in. And that I think is really special. And that's why I think a lot of people gravitate towards it. Um, too, you know, in I a way. I picked it up that... in high school. I did it to meet girls. <laughs> <laughs> Look, everyone's got a different entry point I, to it. I'm yeah, and I don't think you're the only one. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah, yeah. it's uh didn't yeah, work. It's, it's by a the way. Special <laughs> <instrument>. <laughs> uh where can our listeners go to uh get the new album when it comes out? The the album is coming out via um New Professor Music, which is a which is a indie label down here in LA. Um, so if you go to newprofessormusic.com or you go to their Bandcamp page, um, that's where you can find it. And then it's also going to be everywhere that you stream music. So pick your pick your streaming preference there, <laughs> whether it's Spotify or Title or Apple Music or whatever. Um, you can All find the usual suspects, yeah. Exactly. Cool. Well, I want to say thank you for taking the time to talk to us. This was great. Uh, a lot of fun. Um, our listeners can uh, look for me and Jess on, you know, the road this uh, coming summer with our oboe and bass clarinet duo. Yes. Yeah. Finally. Finally. <laughs> what the world needs. That's right. Yes. Thank you so much, Andy. It was yeah. great talking with you. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And uh, so our listeners can check us back again next week when we'll be here with um I don't remember who's next on the list. So but uh, you guys can find out next next Monday. And thanks for checking out the show today, listeners. Uh, if you enjoyed the content today, you can go over to patreon.com slash to support the show. You can join over there for just a few dollars a month and help us provide this fun content that you just checked out. You can also email us at inebriart.com with your questions, complaints, and concerns, or you can find us on all social medias at inebriart or at inebriart6 on Instagram. And also don't forget to check out our other shows, Bar Talk Podcast, Old Colony Cast, Inebriart, and all the other shows on the Inebriart Network, which you can find at inebriart.com. Thanks again for listening.